Greetings and salutations, listener, and welcome to another edition of Coco and Dalt's The Podcast. We are real people, and we do real reviews. Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple Plus, HBO Max, Disney, whatever it's called. What else? What did I miss? No, you got it. I got it all? Mm-hmm. All right. So what are we talking about in this episode, Coco? It's going to be fantastic. Oh, by the way, I'm not Coco. I'm not Daltz. I was waiting on that. And what are we talking about today, not Daltz? So today we are reviewing The Good Nurse, a two-hour and three-minute based on a true story, true crime movie that premiered on Netflix uh, just about a week ago, if you're listening to this in real time, which why wouldn't you be? It's based on a 2013 uh, nonfiction book, also called The Good Nurse, that outlines the crimes of Charles Cullen, a nurse who potentially murdered hundreds of people (laughs) during his times at various hospitals in Pennsylvania and New Jersey from the late 80s throughout the 90s and into the very early aughts. In this movie, Charlie Cullen is portrayed by Oscar winner Eddie Redmayne. Uh, he befriends a nurse at the final hospital he worked at, who's played by Jessica Chastain. And really, the other two main characters in the movie, the four b- biggest roles are those two, plus uh, Noah Emmerich and Namdi As- Asamoa, who played the two cops who are investigating as best they can, considering they're getting stonewalled by the hospital. Really, this movie is an indictment from all sides of the American healthcare system, yes, it is. where hospitals are more concerned about limiting their liability and not, you know, saving lives from a killer nurse. You so. hit to the core of what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I'm I, so sorry. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean that. I mean that uh, the nurse who is played by Jessica... Chastain, as you mentioned. Also an Oscar winner. Um, She, to me, she was representative of the healthcare issues because she continues working at the hospital um, despite having serious heart issues and needs to get uh, another four months behind her in order to qualify for insurance. Yeah, she has to work there for a full year before she gets health insurance and she has like cardiomyopathy or... Which, Something like that. So, yeah. Until you explained it to me, Coco, and I'm a, a native of a different country than the United States, and I didn't know that, that uh, at hospitals, you said hospitals have some of the worst health coverage going, which is wholly ironic. Yeah, I have a couple nurses in my family, and there, there has been at least one pregnancy because... They were at a hospital that did not offer health insurance, so they couldn't afford the pill. And the good news is they wanted to start a family. But what if they didn't? What, so. what, you, what kind of baby do you call that? It's not a nurse baby. That's <laughs> right. like a hospital baby. I mean, that's I know, it's kind, of, kind of redundant. But um, So got anything to add for the summary? The summary? No, I think you encapsulated it uh, very well. It uh, moved very... I think the pacing was pretty good. It didn't feel... It felt like about two hours. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing else to add to the summary. I'm ready to get into the heat of the action here. So listener, the reason why I did the summary, um, even though I kind of always get stuck doing the summaries, but because she's good at it, I did it tonight because Daltz has some feelings (laughs) 
about this movie. And I it have was some thoughts. It was obvious while we were watching that Daltz was all in his feelings about this movie. So <laughs> I was just like, all right, um, you know, you can you can go first because I know you got a lot to say. So, so hit it. I want to I want to say something very. This is very delicate off the top, but um, Eddie Redmayne looked like a salamander in this oh. movie. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he was kind of, the way he, they had him lit, the way his hair was cut and everything like that, he just, he, I mean, that maybe that was intentional, right? To make him look like he was a bad guy, otherworldly. But he was just a really weird. And the way he was doing the gestures and his, you 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 pointed it out too, the way he was walking and he looked like his, his hands were almost touching the ground. His shoulders were slumped so so much and his hand and his arms were so long. I have I have stuff to say about his characterization choices. So okay. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and there's certain scenes where he's doing things with his hands and they look kind of alien the way he's doing because <laughs> he's got really long fingers and he was doing this really weird thing and he looked like a salamander. Like he was I think he was like <laughs> in his trailer before before this before the action uh, of the movie, it was like, okay, channel a salamander. And he pulled it off. He pulled it off admirably. So uh, I'm not face shaming him. I'm just saying the way that things were lit and everything like that, it just was not very complimentary towards him. I mean, he was a killer, so uh, spoiler. Um, And... uh, (laughs) And so, you know, he looks like a At this point, if guy. that's a spoiler, then, you know, we're... Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what you're getting into with us when you... Yeah. Um, so that was my turn. You go, Coco. And then, like, oh. we'll, we'll we'll play this like tennis. Oh. Is it you'll go with one and then I'll go with one and we'll oh, okay. volley back and forth? How's that sound? Because I don't want to dominate because I could talk all day about this one. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, before I get into my Eddie Redmayne thoughts, let me just say that I completely misunderstood... Cause I've never heard of Charlie Cullen. No. Me, so me too. Or me I, neither. Completely not knowing anything about this being a true crime story, I misunderstood the uh, synopsis of the movie. And I thought that Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne were teaming up to investigate shady deaths at the hospital they worked at. Like, I thought it was going to be kind of like a buddy cop movie right. sort of in that like lethal weapon right so i was kind of disappointed about 20 minutes in or so when it became obvious eddie redmayne was a killer and i was like wait what no i don't <laughs> want him to be the killer like this is not an episode of simon and simon or right like that? totally and that kind of uh dovetails with my eddie redmayne thoughts oh good so i thought it's almost like you're prepared i thought he was the weakest link of the four main characters that I mentioned. Um, I thought Jessica Chastain did a really good job aside from her janky wig, um, which was completely (laughs) awful. And I don't know why they made that particular wardrobe choice. Can I make my joke? Yes. The good nurse and the bad wig. That's solid gold. Um, (laughs) As you could tell by the laughter. I I like Noah Emmerich. I especially liked uh, Namdi Asamoah Mm -hmm. as one of the detectives. You know, you could feel how frustrated they were that they know there's something here, but they're just getting stonewalled at every turn by the hospital and Mm -hmm. by the DA and nothing is going right. So I, I thought he did a great job. Eddie Redmayne, when he was not killing people, when he was like interacting with Jessica Chastain's character and her daughters, I thought he was like very charming. And I I really enjoyed that aspect of his character. But then, like Dalt said, there was the weird 
it, it went almost too much into Rain Man territory for mm-hmm. me because he was doing like the physical ticks with his fingers, like mm-hmm. Dalt's mentioned, and he would like grab his head and rub it yeah, and rub yeah. his hair. Yeah. And at one point, he was screaming at the cops when he was in the interrogation room and like slamming his hand down on the table and. We did not read the 2013 book that this movie is based on, but we did do a bit of uh, Google Foo. Mm -hmm. And apparently during some of his hearings and sentencing, he, uh, the real Charles Cullen was yelling repeatedly at the judge and actually had to be gagged. So I don't know if that's what this was supposed to be representative of, but it was just, it just, those two sides of him, the charming and the rain man just didn't mesh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I know they were trying to show the Jekyll and the Hyde, but... It was it, too stark. Yeah, it just seemed like, I don't know if those were characterization choices that he made or if he was directed to make those, but I just, those those two things just didn't go together for me at all. Mm-hmm. So... I, I agree, actually. Wow. That's a very good point that you made, Coco. Why, Why thank you. About that characterization, because that was that was part of the, the movie. I, I think that was probably intentional. Is it like, oh, look how sweet he is with the girls. And he could be a really good partner. And, and they were, when they were first interacting, uh, his character and Jessica Chastain's character, they seemed like they were really hitting it off. And they had good chemistry. And he had mm-hmm. her back and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I guess that's the point, but it kind of felt like to me a little bit on the TV movie of the week kind of dramatization, Mm -hmm. you know, like the lighting and and the way that the acting was done. And there's some really weird camera angles that sometimes can be, they can be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It can be artsy, like, you know, Miami Vice or whatever it happens to be. (laughs) Miami Vice. (laughs) (laughs) The TV show, not the movie for clarity. I mean, it could work sometimes if you're doing something that's non-traditional, but in this case, it just seemed like it was kind of pretentious and it was kind of a little bit forced. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I agree with your, uh, your summary of, of Eddie Redmayne. Let's talk about Jessica Chastain. Oh, okay. Let's talk about her performance. All right, well, you go. I thought she was pretty good. I think that one of the challenges I faced watching this movie were some of the primary characters were unbelievably skinny. <laughs> like Jessica Chastain looked unhealthily skinny. Wow. Eddie Redmayne, the same thing. He looked really skinny. And there was a couple other characters that were like, where... Where do they find these people? And so I think that was a little bit hard for me to fathom because it just didn't seem real. And again, I'm not body shaming anybody. It just it just felt awkward to me. But her performance was good. And I didn't notice the wig like you did because I'm not like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into women's hair, I guess. Dots was like, that's a wig? And like, I'm like, I had no Whoa, idea. I, like, how can you not see that's a wig? I had like, no idea. Like, I mean, if it was a guy's wig, I probably would have known. Like, Eddie Redmayne with a wig, I probably would have noticed. But I had no idea. It's like, well, I don't know. It looks, she's got it in a ponytail. Why would she wear a wig? I don't know. Like, crop top or something. So, um, but her performance was fine. I think it was, you know, it, it kind of called for certain reactions that, I didn't see anything that was extraordinary. Let's put right. it that way. Yeah, it was serviceable. It was fine. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't right. underplayed. I uh-huh. mean, some of the stuff at the end where she's trying to get him to to do the, you know, to incriminate himself on the wiretap and all that sort of stuff, that seemed a little bit like she was too good of an actor as a nurse. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to, oh, I, just tell me what you did and I'll be, everything will be good. And she's putting his hand, her hand on him and everything like that. And it just seemed like... 
like one of these things that, that that really bugs me in some of these movies where where everyday people are expected to act in a certain way for a wiretap or something <laughs> like that, and they're always really good at acting, mm-hmm. and it's because they're acting. They're actors acting. So if it was like you and I, and they were trying to incriminate, it'd be like you know shaking the the coffee and be like you know you wouldn't be able to act at all probably and so i always find these things completely unreasonable when everyday people are okay all you have to do is sit there with the fbi in your ear and incriminate uh, make sure that the criminal incriminates themselves clearly and succinctly into your lapel and like who's going to do that like every everyday people are not going to do that so but anyway that's yeah i i just kind of had a problem with the whole end of it generally <laughs> oh really um because do tell they so she wasn't able to in, to get him to you know confess when she was tapped so or should i say wired i, I, wired. Should, you know? I think we knew what you meant <laughs> yeah that's a whole different good right. nurse you know if she's <laughs> tapped <laughs> uh, anywho so, So she wasn't able to get him to confess when she was wired. So they had to, they were like, screw it. We're just going to pull him over. We've got 48 hours to try to get him to confess. And needless to say, he doesn't do it. And that's when he has the freak out on the cops and he's screaming at him and going full Rain Man. And then finally, (laughs) they bring Jessica Chastain back to the station they're running out of time. The 48 hours are almost up. They're mm. going to have to let him go. And, you know, in like five minutes, she's able to get him to right. just confess. Right. And I'm like, that is completely unrealistic. Right. Because this guy has been killing hundreds of people for a dozen years, mm. at least. And it's just so... I, I don't know what they were doing there because he Convenient. knew that she betrayed him mm-hmm. earlier. You know, he figured out that she was wired. So why would he suddenly just confess when she puts a cardigan over his shoulders? And, you know, I'm like, they they had to figure out how to wrap that up. And this was, I guess, the most dramatic way they thought to do it, to have these two go head to head, you know, two Oscar winners, but I just, I didn't buy it. Yeah. I didn't buy it at all. I was disappointed overall, I think, in The Promise. Like, it seemed like it was going to be a good story. Um, It seemed like with the actors involved, it was going to be a good story. Eddie Redmayne, of course, uh, won his Oscar for The Theory of Everything, right? Playing uh, Stephen Hawking, which I thought he was really good in. Um, Jessica Chastain won for... I can't remember right off the top of my head. Yeah, a memorable uh, role that she had. <laughs> um, so my point is that two really solid actors, performers, um, and a script that seemed like it might have had some promise, and it just didn't. Uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And it just it just didn't get there. And I think that's a, probably an awkward way to segue into what you wanted to say about The Good Doctor. Oh, <laughs> I don't understand why every title all over the place has to be the good something. Right. Let me just say that. We've got the good nurse, the good doctor, the good life, the good wife, the good fight. Like, mm-hmm. why is everything the good? I don't I don't understand. But anyways, so... Running out of good ideas is what it is. Yes. So one of the reasons we wanted to watch this, aside from the fact that it's got a good cast and it's a movie, so it's only two hours long, it's not a multi-part series, and the... You know, the storyline, 
you know that I don't mean this because it's true crime and there are victims, but it was very intriguing, mm-hmm. even though I completely misunderstood it. Um, <laughs> Maybe but, you were deceived by the instructions. That's true, probably. So I went to visit my uh, 78-year-old dad last week, and he, um, <laughs> long story short, is cutting the cord and getting rid of his DVR. So he had a lot of DVR episodes that he wanted to watch before he has to give up the DVR. So he's the last one to have cable, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. And he was like, oh, hey, let's watch The Good Doctor. And I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. So I said, okay. And it was awful. <laughs> it was so terrible. Like, holy crap. Network like, TV. Yeah. The um, Freddie Highmore, like, sorry, but you're annoying. Like... <laughs> You're just, you sound like a Muppet. I don't know what you're doing with your voice. And maybe just, that's really his voice. <laughs> and like, the, how's it going? And the storyline, like, the storylines are just so unrealistic. So if anybody doesn't know, Freddie Highmore plays a doctor who's autistic and he has a freak out in the OR and like destroys the OR while somebody's on the table. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, holy crap, this guy is like, that's a liability. Like, what the hell? And, you know, my dad thinks that I just don't understand, like, how magical this, like, Rain Man doctor is. And he's just like, oh, well, you know, but he's really smart. And, you know, he's done this before. And I was like, he's done this before? And he still has a job? So maybe watching The Good Doctor and realizing that it's bad should have warned me against watching The Good Nurse. Like anything The Good Blank, don't watch. So The Good Lawyer is next? Yes. The Good Cop? Yeah. Well, we watched uh, Bone Cop, Bad Cop. So oh, that's true. We did do that. Yeah. That was that was actually pretty good. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So anything The Good, avoid. Yeah. Unless it's in French. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Any other uh, pithy insights on this uh, particular movie just up your wig game if you're gonna if you're gonna is that the is that the the quote that yes. coco and dolls quote on the movie poster yes up your wig game up your like, wig game that should be like the headline or something i think we have our link text right it was it was so distractingly bad and i'm like i know that she's a beautiful woman so maybe her luscious mane of red hair is like you think that's gonna be too distracting and not kind of like a sad sack down on her luck single mom but don't don't put her in a wig like that well that's what it's like crooked when she's in bed at the end i'm like what the hell (laughs) like like tilting over her eyes or something like that no like the seam was off like where her part was supposed it was that's when i was just like you can't tell that's a wig and he was like i don't know know. (laughs) Uh, my my question was like why would she wear a wig like it was it's not like you know, she was trying to wear a big, huge, puffy, like a B-52s right, uh, yeah, beehive. beehive or yeah. something like that. Like, it was just like a regular hairdo, it looked like to me, like a regular sloppy yeah. hairdo. Yeah, I don't know. So I was like, why would you wear a wig for that way? You could just roll out of bed and you've got it. Right. Like, there there are hairstylists who can make you look like hell. Like, <laughs> like Kate Winslet in Mare of Easttown. Like, right. she's still obviously Kate Winslet and still beautiful, but I mean... She wasn't wearing any makeup mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know, she had three-day-old bedhead and, you know, she looked as much like hell as Kate Winslet can possibly look. And mm-hmm. I'm like, they they could have just done that with Jessica Chastain right. too. Right. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to cast redheaded kids. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I feel like I've dominated, like, the wig discussion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come to Coco and Dolls for all your wig criticism. <laughs> 
maybe she was into role play while she was, you know, getting tapped with a wig. No, 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 don't go back there. We'll, we'll try to move on from that moment. On that note. <laughs> so uh, what do you want to rate it? Ooh. Um, Out of uh, 26 letters. Like a C. Yeah. 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 I'm going with a four out of ten. Wow. And I'm also going to add a wrinkle is that I'm going to say whether you should watch it or whether you shouldn't watch it, like a thumbs up, thumbs down or something like that. So now you're getting multiple ratings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm changing that as we go. Wow. So I'm just going to say, don't watch this. Wow. Okay. This is not a watch them. Mm -hmm. Like some of them we say, okay, stream it. You know, it's worth it. Watch the five episodes of the Icelandic uh, crime thriller. Yeah. It's worth your while. This one is two hours and three minutes. Don't do it. Speaking of Icelandic crime thrillers, I literally texted adults during The Good Doctor and was like, thank you for watching Nordic Noir because network TV is horrible. And if I had to watch this all the time, I would kill myself. I don't know why there's not more Canadian noir. Yeah. Canadian mystery noir, like up in the Arctic or something like that. We should get on this. Yeah. Like there's Hudson and Rex, but that's not noir. Uh, no, but it could be. We we could have like a noir Hudson and Rex. We could we could pitch that. Like I think you should pitch your idea of the Hudson and Rex saving people at the beach. Right, totally like with a, with newfies with with the Newfoundlanders. Yes, yeah, and it's like the Canadian Coast Guard. It's like the Canadian Bay Watch. I I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Down by the Bay Watch. A. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, maybe we should go. Uh, For another episode of the podcast, thank you for joining us, listener. We appreciate it. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dalton.